Hello and welcome to Inspired Your Grown-Up Girl Talk. I'm Stacy Fleece here with Samantha Tradelius. How are you, Samantha? Good afternoon, ladies. Um, survived our shows on the road back in uh, back in the Bay Area. Although I am kind of missing being in the same physical space as you. I know it's kind of weird now that we're back on Zoom again. I don't get to be close to you. I know it's sad. It's sad. We'll fix that though. Um, but here's the good news we have with us today, uh, Carla Rivera from Kinnery, uh, which please go check this site. It's Kinnery, K-I-N-N-A-R-E-E.co. Beautiful products. And I, I want to talk about the space. I want to talk about Carla, how you got here, what, what made you start the company? Um, really, really cool stuff. So Carla, thanks for being with us today and spending some time with us today. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. I'm very honored to be here. We were actually a little bit bummed because, Carla, we were supposed to talk to you in Malibu and you were busy doing the fashion show, showcasing your fabulous line, which I can't wait to chat about. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, sorry. That was my fault. I totally chose the wrong time. And what was I thinking? Like completely disorganized. So I apologize. Um, yeah, you know, I was really grateful to be at that event um, after meeting both Megan, the founders of that event, and don't even ask me how to pronounce their last names. But anyway, um, I just felt this connection with them. I, you know, had a great time. And um, I really like doing those types of events where you meet people and it's very synergistic, synergistic you know what I mean? And everyone's on the same page all high vibrations, positive. Oh, I like that. High vibrations. Yeah. It's a perfect description. That's what I'm about for that event. Well, that's what Kinnery is actually about. It's like, um, I mean, to dive into it, like if you really want to know, it's pretty far out to be honest with you. It's a Kinnery is like, um, I had two, I had a few, major spiritual experiences in my life. One of them is I actually felt a Kundalini energy travel through my body. When I was in my early 20s, I haven't been able to access that again. And um, but when that I was always into health and fitness. Okay, I was a clothing designer in LA, very depressed clothing designer. Let me just say that. (laughs) I, I was Wait, working depressed just, because you didn't like what you were like the company you were with or didn't like that. Like, okay. What, it, why, why was the black cloud there? Um, it was a combination of things, stuff that I went through in my own life. I was trying to raise my son. I was a single mom, not to have like the little violin, but it was just like, I was in my, my marriage, my uh, son's father. I didn't know he was schizophrenic and bipolar and I was dealing with that. We, we separated. I was, mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how am I supposed to know how to deal with that? And anyway, so I was raising my son alone, working the 60, 80 hour work weeks, never seeing my son commuting in LA, you know, two hours each way, you know, LA go traffic. Six miles. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I just lost myself. I lost the, I used to be very creative and, um, I lost the ability to connect to that, that, how would you describe it? Like tapping into that creative energy. I got really burned out. And I also didn't, 
I didn't like the clothing industry. I didn't like the mentality. And it maybe it was like the people I was working with, because I, I worked with different types of people, but a lot of people were very stressed out and mean and, 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 and just like, we're trying to create something beautiful, but everyone's like unhappy. Like it didn't make sense to me, like how everything worked, you know, people had a lot of ego um, and they were just kind of like, you know, would bully people around or yell at people. It's, it's impossible to be creative in that kind of space with that kind of energy. And, and yet that's a hundred percent what you need for that job. Yeah. It's really bizarre. It's, so anyway, after working in the industry for a while, I just realized I was depressed like just really, I didn't like my life, which is really sad. And that's a horrible feeling. So I've been there, you know, a lot of people, some people are really unhappy and I know what that feels like, you know, anyway. So during that time, I went on a spiritual retreat. I, I came across this, uh, it was in Virginia. I felt this Kundalini energy. And at that time I also practiced yoga, but I really never took it seriously. I just practice it to uh, be in shape, to be honest with you. After having that Kundalini experience and I talked to somebody regarding it, they said that the reason why yoga started was it, it's actually a way to access that energy. That's why you get into these poses and that's what the ancient yogis did. Oh. Because, so I never knew that. I never knew that that was the whole point of yoga. So fast forward, I was sexually harassed at one of my jobs and I quit. Yes. And, um, it wasn't a really good thing for me financially to quit. And this is a very long story. I'm trying to, no, this is good. This is good stuff. Um, and I was really like, Oh my God, what am I going to do now? Cause I'm trying to raise my son. I had to move out of this really beautiful home that I was renting in the Valley. And I was just like really scared out of my mind. And my mom took me to a spa in a, in a desert hot springs. And I, as a little girl, I always wanted to have my own company. I always wanted to be a fashion designer. I always wanted, I, I knew what I wanted to do very early on. And I knew I got into clothing, but I didn't like working for somebody else. So all that time I gained all the experience and knowledge that I needed, but I knew like, this is not the way it's going to go. And, and I burned out, right. Left that job. So I'm at the spa and I'm like, honestly, I was praying to God. And I said, you know, I need to see like the next road. Like I'm so blind right now. Tell me, what do I do? And we were at this hole in the wall Thai restaurant. And at that time, which was like, I don't know, over 15 years ago, over maybe 20 years ago. That gives away my age, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, you started the company when you were 10. Stop it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm at this restaurant and I'm looking at this, you know, Thai menu. And they have this incredible story of a Thai goddess, a Thai Buddhist goddess called the Kinara. And in some areas, they call it the Kinnery. Mm -hmm. And I read up on it and I was like, oh my God. And it's this creature that's like part man, part woman, part bird. And with the wings, it's able to like transcend different planes of consciousness. And my mind was just like, whoa. And believe it or not, this whole vision of Kinnery came to me where I saw everything. 
I literally saw the font. I saw the label. I saw all these products. I have the chills right now. That's super cool. And by the way, it makes your job way easier because everything, everything's done for you. You're just, you saw it and like, you didn't have to to come up with it. It was like, here you go, Carla. Yes. I mean, cool. I want, I want one of those. It's actually like, I want one of those vision streams. No, you hear about these things in, in like folklore and like the, maybe if you read a Bible or ancient, you know, historical texts or something like that, where if the person has a vision, you know, that whole thing that literally happened. And so I put it all on paper and the vision. Wasn't, hold on. I, I, this is an important question. Was it an awake vision or, or a dream vision? No, I was I awake know, at the restaurant. Awake. Okay. Oh my gosh. I, I, then I'm going to have to up my consciousness level because maybe someone's trying to tell me something and I'm not listening. <laughs> you just got to go to a hole in the wall Thai restaurant in the middle of nowhere, I'm you in. know, and like channel it. But I'm no, in. this is amazing. So it, it literally is amazing. And I can honestly say that I, I'm so grateful for that experience or that connection to divine source where they actually, if you ask, I truly believe if you ask for something, you will receive it. You know, you will, if, if you're like, I need help, I need help. Like SOS, you're going to get it. You got, you do have to put it out in the universe. Yes, the power I, I of intention. A, yeah. And I think that's a step. A lot of people forget either, either forget or don't really believe it will be impactful or, you know, it, it, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, it, if it works, you won't know unless you try it and it's no skin off your nose to try it. So, uh, let's just put that out there that whatever it is you want, ask the universe for it. That's lesson number one of today. But I also really love Carla's moment of where she was in her life. Like you were at, you know, I don't want to say your lowest point, but you were at a low point, right? We were used and like, what in the heck am I going to do? And you were open to this energy. You were open to this, this process. And I think a lot of us women maybe aren't necessarily opening ourselves to the processes to become more available for these opportunities. So yes, for you, girlfriend, like gold star, because had you not done that, I don't know that you would have had this opportunity come to you. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Like, and that's why we kind of, I know it's really hard and challenging to see adverse events in your life as blessings. And that takes up, that's a whole life journey to figure, you know, be like, I'm grateful for that experience. Right. Cause it's not easy while you're in it. And f- from that point, when I had that vision to now has been like the journey of a thousand miles, you know, it's like one baby step after the other, still doubting myself, still having to ask for signs or, or like whatever. Right. So having to like have faith in myself, I think as women or people in general, men as well, it's not only like we, we, we are taught if you come from like a spiritual background to have faith, right. Have faith in God, whatever you want to believe, have faith in the universe, but we don't even have faith in ourselves. Yes. And why is that? Like why? I think we have this conversation at least once a week with, with a guest, why don't women have faith and belief in themselves? Like, is that because I always like to hear people's ideas? Is it because that's what we're taught? Is that because, you know, that's the way the society kind of shines on us? Or what do you, what do you think it is, Carla? Well, 
I'm very philosophical about life. So I definitely feel that our, we have come into this world of limitation. This is like a material world, right? However, it's, it's a mind game, you know? And so I actually believe that because this is kind of like an illusion, we are going to either be affected by what's happening, like a video game, right? And you're not aware of like all this stuff and then you could get shot and like whatever. But if you become a really good player, you could like figure it out and navigate a little bit better and then say, you know what, this isn't for me. This doesn't make sense. And you start to realize that we have the power uh, to to transcend beyond this physical limitation that is designed to keep us repressed because that's how this limitation works. This is how the game works. Like um, you you can't be like, oh my God, life is great. Life is amazing. You know what I mean? All the time, because everything in society wants you to think that there's lack so that you keep buying or you keep uh, consuming, right? This is a game. It's a, it's a, I don't even know what kind of game. It's the game of life. In real form. <laughs> yeah, right. In in this, but we have, if we're able to see outside of that and realize like this is a game, then you could say, you know what, whatever that teacher's saying to me, that's not true. I'm like, you kids are stupid, let's say. You know, there's teachers that tell children that, right? Seriously. How can somebody say that to a child? There is a level of strength that you have to have, though, to uh, to be able to look past that, to hear past that, to ignore that. And I do think that a lot of us, we, we have that innately, but I think a lot of us don't know how to tap into it. So we we end up with this self-doubt and this um, this lower level of self-worth that, you know, we, we're not we're not telling ourselves we can, we will we can do this, you know, we're capable of this, but, but those words are really hard to say to yourself. They are, you know, and again, it's like, a, you, I'm not, I wasn't this, this whole feeling that I have didn't happen overnight. Like right. I, there were so many times where I doubted myself. Right. And I remember like, even my, and my parents were really cool growing up and everything. They were very loving, but so often I was like, you know what, I'm going to, live in Europe and I'm going to have a house in Monaco. And, well, you know, I was just like talking like that. My dad's like, Oh yeah. Right. You know? And it's just like, well, those were really my dreams. <laughs> Why couldn't that? They're happen? all of our dreams. Carla, they're like, all of our dreams. I mean, right. I'm, I'm in for that one. Hold on. I, I'd like to sign up for that. I know. So it's like, you know, because people, we all have the problem where we don't want to believe that we're the creators creators of our own limitations. So then we project that onto others. Like you can't think bigger than me because that means that I'm not thinking bigger and I should be thinking bigger, you know, subconsciously. Right. So people want to just bring each other down because they don't want to realize that they have the power. They just won't see it. They're too scared to see it. Well, we like yeah. to lift women up, right? That is like, I think one of the gifts of all of us gals is that we can do that for each other. And that being said, one of the things that you've designed to help women look and feel their best is a line of, ath- would we call it athleisure? Would we call it yoga? What would we call it? Well, it's kind of a mix of things. So um, 
you know, my whole, like, it's about the healthy lifestyle that, um, of a woman who really takes care of herself, loves to go travel, loves to be in beautiful places, generally spends a lot of time outdoors, um, health-minded, loves nature, loves yoga, loves exercise, but also loves to look pretty and sexy when she feels like it and um, kind of like chic as well. It's like all the things that I love about this life, especially like being a woman at this time, like, I just want to share it, you know, like this is a cute legging. And if you're going to do yoga, this will make you feel good and pretty. And it's all for your healthy lifestyle. Like this is to promote that because each one of us, we deserve that life. We don't, we like, why repress ourselves and why be like, Oh, I'm fat that, you know, like, Oh my God, how miserable, like get up, do the, do the work. And then you could like buy the cute little legging outfit. You know what I mean? And be happy. Like, why does it have to be so complicated? <laughs> That's a good question. And Lisa and I were talking about levels in that there's, there's a lot of levels there. I Please know what I was talking about before we got on here about the complications of the yoga pants. Okay. And how no yoga pants is made the same and they're not for one sure. size fits all. And like certain brands are totally going to work for one person and completely not for another person. So like, how do you design a pant that is meant for all or meant for you know, women to enjoy whatever their body type is like, is that like, how do you do that? So, um, I worked as a designer for activewear before starting Kinnery to one of my favorite companies ever. I'm going to shout out to Nux. Mm -hmm. Um, the owner Malik Newman is the, the greatest person ever. And, um, he's so adorable anyway, but I learned a lot designing activewear. And when I started Kinnery, I started with a carbon 38 business model where mm-hmm. I bought brands and sold them. Right. Um, I saw how different brands fit very differently. And I also was able to see what sold the best and what fit the best and why, what were women's, uh, you know, what were their issues trying on these garments? And, you know, a lot of times I didn't even know this because I, I never even paid attention to this. I know the crotch area is like an issue. Yeah. Well, some of us have like, but some, some pants you'll notice are like super, like there's not a lot of room between your stomach and like your hoo-ha and then other pants, you know, you bend over and you're like, am I wearing tissue paper? Cause everybody could see my ass. A (laughs) hundred percent. And the chest size is also an issue as well. Yeah. Yeah. So my goal now still is to find that perfect balance between being able to service everybody in every kind of body style, because that's how we all are so different, which is beautiful, you know, but it's like, it is a challenge and that's like a designer challenge, which will always be the case. Even if you're making suit jackets, one time I made this suit jacket for a special order. I made it myself, literally. And, uh, I didn't, she gave me her measurements. I never met her. And when I finally met her for the first fitting, she didn't have shoulders, (laughs) (laughs) which 
I don't know. That seems kind of important for a suit jacket. That, <laughs> well, that's a that's a key piece of the pie right there. I, I but she had like she didn't have like a really like strong shoulder bone. They were sloped. So that's what I'm saying. So I and so I had you got to uh, redesign that whole thing. Yeah, add padding. That's why they made shoulder pads for women who actually didn't have prominent shoulders. So those are the things as a you know clothing manufacturer. You have to, those are challenges, but those are good challenges. And you learn about your customer and you learn like what makes them happy. Like, what do they really need? You know, well, that, that space that you're in as a consumer, I think that's a pretty crowded space and you are doing some really unique things with it to stand out among the crowd, which I think is fantastic. Tell me what you have found to be your best selling piece. And were you surprised by it? Um, well, right now, to be honest with you, that robe that I showed at the show, <laughs> that is selling out like very quickly. Nice. Yeah. And, um, which also is like, you know, it shows like what women want. They want a nice robe. When you get out of the shower, you want to feel luxurious and pretty and it's, and it's full of color and you know what I mean? So something like that, that's easy. I think the easier the garment is to put on and take off is the, the key item here. That's what I'm learning. I think women uh, don't like things complicated. Do you know what I mean? Like funny things. That I don't have time for complicated. Well, yeah, exactly. So I can't be yeah. Bothered. Yeah. The a bike short is doing very well right now. Uh, women are kind of getting into that whole bike short thing, which is nice, you know, and fun. Um, but I'm still discovering, you know, what is the key thing that Kinnery will be known for? You know, um, I actually started as a dress designer. Um, and that's actually my, my greatest passion secretly, <laughs> secretly our dresses, believe when it or is, not. When is Kinnery coming out with a dress or two? I know soon, soon, soon. I think, I think yeah. that could be a hot little space for you. That could yeah. be totally a hot little space. Yeah. How many times have you ever, I remember when I first, you know, became, you know, of in my, was it, wasn't it until like after I became a mom, like maybe 10, 12 years ago, you know, and all the ladies were wearing their Lululemon and I was like, okay, I'm going to jump in this. And I remember buying like a tank top and literally like getting stuck in it. Like Beavis, <laughs> yeah. remember Beavis and Butthead? Like when he put, I mean, I literally couldn't get out of it. And <laughs> I was like, that's never a shirt I'm going to wear again because I can't get out of it. And I think sometimes some of the athleisure lines are, you know, they're super cute, but when you get them and you can't get in and out of them, going back to what you're saying, it's like, if it's not simple, if it's not easy, if it doesn't wear well, I'm not buying it. I'm not going to be excited about it. Yeah. And the other thing I think that's interesting is the price points of a lot of this stuff. I mean, I've seen pants that are like $350 out there in the marketplace. And I'm like, I'm, I don't know that I'm going to be dropping 350 to go do Pilates. You know, it's kind of crazy. The pricing that a lot of these markets are trying to take advantage of, I think the consumer, and I think your price points are spot on because they're affordable. It's affordable, you know, clothing. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, that's a whole nother, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being in that niche market of really, really high end, yeah. which is, which is great. If somebody can afford to drop $300 on a legging, God bless them, you know? Um, yeah, no, definitely. It has to be affordable for the average person because 
you know, I mean, especially in this time, right? This time, and there's always going to be really wealthy people and there's always going to be the middle class and there's always going to, you know what I mean? So I think just being in that price point, that, that works for me too, because that's what I can afford as well. Well, and I want, and I think it allows your products to be accessible to not just one market. It allows them to be accessible to multiple markets. So here's a question I always love asking from like idea to clothing on rack. Like how long does it take you to design something, pick the fabric, make it and get it online to sell? How long does that take? Um, well, fabric's always the, the first thing, to be honest with you, um, for me as a designer, I start with fabric and, um, I can definitely see a body, but if I don't know what fabric it's in, it's a little bit more challenging, um, because I think fabric's everything. So sometimes finding that amazing fabric is, takes a long time. Sometimes getting the right fabric in like the shipment of the fabric, there's delays and things like that. So for a, a collection in general, it takes at least three to six months wow. to see like something, okay? To see, and then and the first sample takes a lot of time, then you got to tweak it. Then there's a second sample, things like that. So there's a lot of work behind what you see, you know, just showing up at your door. There's just, it's a lot of work. And right now, um, a lot of fabric uh, mills, they're like delayed. There's like a supply issue. That's actually Why real. That's real. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, I believe it's fabricated kind of, but it's, it's, I think a, it's a nice excuse. You can't use that two years later. Right. Like it's yeah. guys, we gotta, we gotta have something new to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm still using it in my personal life. So, you know, I like, if I'm late for something, I'm just going to blame supply chain issues. Supply chain issues. That's what everyone else does. Um, <laughs> You're like, I do, yeah. I do appreciate yeah. you only picking fabrics that are not like tissue paper. Thank um, you. That's yeah. no, but nobody needs that. No, yeah. nobody needs that. Um, but nobody tell needs. us, you know, you, you really struck this balance, right? Like it's not just about the clothing. It's about health and beauty and wellness and feeling good. And you do have multiple lines on your site that mm-hmm. uh, you've found a way to merge them together, which a lot of companies are, are not focused on these sort of multiple lines, which I think is really cool. What's next for you and the company? I mean, outside of dresses, which I think is going to be next. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, to be honest with you, so the original plan that I saw, you know, there's a big yoga component to it. And I actually became a certified yoga instructor. I really took it seriously That's because awesome. after feeling that Kundalini energy, I, I like, I need to feel that again. And what I may not feel it again in this lifetime. So I know there's this real, um, you know, I want to have like, uh, an app where you can access like online classes, things like that, you know? So Kinnery's going to oh, have that's a, very cool. mm-hmm, a big yoga section component. Um, I really want to teach people how to get their uh, spine in alignment and their chakras flowing the energy. Cause I think we're all very blocked. And that's really the key there is to unblock the energy. And so many things will unfold after that, right? But you, first you got to unblock it. Um, and like, uh, sorry, really quickly. That's why I personally believe um, a lot of people are sick physically is because of that blocked energy. So anyway, um, I think, uh, well, I partnered up with Isogenics 
and I distribute their collagen elixir, their adaptogen elixir, and some shakes and stuff through Kinnery because those are products that I take and um, it helps me be healthy and youthful and high energy. So those are, and, and also when I first came out with Kinnery, I went to some investors and they laughed at me. They literally laughed at me and they're like, they're like, you're all over the place. You know, you got to focus in. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to find my own funding. So what I realized was that I have to finance this myself. Like, how do you finance a company by the way? Right. It's hard work, girl. Like, and, where do you find you, the money? It's not like you can just go to the YouTube video and, and learn how to do it. You, <laughs> you, know, you, do. you had to kind of wake up every day and go, what do I have to do today to move the train a little bit further down the track? It's not easy. No. So that is kind of a way that I'm financing my own company without relying on investors to help me. So I am basically my own business partner, if that makes that. any sense. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. that's what makes women so amazing is that you're able to figure out that you needed to do that and take a time in your life that was not was not the best. You turned it into something cool. And now here you are with your own company doing the work, celebrating health, wellness and the female energy. Carly, you are just an inspiration. I think you have a phenomenal very clear spine because your energy flow to the rest of us. And I'm sure to our listeners has been, um, just unbelievable. Uh, where can people find you again? Can you tell us your website one more time? Yeah. So, um, you can find me at kinnery.co.co.com was taken. I was very upset about that, but, (laughs) but I was like, okay, whatever. Um, anyway, and, uh, Instagram would be at Kinnery Co as well. So K I N N A R E E C O. And, um, you know, also I'm going to get into making uh, videos too. a lot of videos. Good. I yeah. like it. Well, we'll, we'll put all the links in our show notes so everybody can get to, uh, Kinnery and Carla and learn more about how to further their lives in the pursuit of health and wellness. Uh, Everybody get out there this week. Thank you for listening and be inspired.